Hi, with Julian on the brown note, coming towards the end of any new reviews for this year. And one of the, uh, probably the penultimate one, is the second album by Indigo Spark. And I I feel really bad because I didn't review um, Julia Jacklin's second out, third album this year. And um, both Indigo Spark and Julia Jacklin are two phenomenal singer-songwriters that have come through. Julia Jacklin, I think it was her second album, Cruising, was one of my favourite albums of 2020. And last year, Indigo Spark, her debut, Echo, was one of my albums of the year. Um, it's almost like a very soft take on um, that sort of medieval... It was, it was a fully realised aesthetic. Um, very, very quiet, uh, very intense... Um, very sort of low key, but still quite, you know, uh, formidably intense uh, with this sort of medieval background to it. Uh, so I actually thought it was, um, as far as everything about it, it seemed like a fully formed artist um, being, you know, first out, everything was done in exactly the same manner to be part of the aesthetic it was um i thought it was a stunning debut album to the left of pretty much i think the last sort of 10 years we've had an amazing run of female solo singer songwriters come through uh, and be amongst the most claimed acclaimed albums every year um and this was definitely to one side of all of that uh, whereas the julia jacqueline cruising album was bang in the center of all of that this was a real outlier uh, and I didn't think it got quite as much attention as it deserved. People used to go by the fact that it was co-produced by Adrian Lenka from Big Thief and mentioned the fact that she was her Indigo Spark. Great name, by the way. I was thinking for a while, would Indigo Sparkle be better? And then I thought, Sparkle is never better um, because they were going out together. So that always got mentioned. She's come back with a very different album, Hysteria. Um, which has the same sort of level of personal themes as the first album, but is being dismissed as being um, too commercial sounding and too clean sounding and, and sort of, you know, produced as, as faint, to dismiss it with faint praise. Um, I'm not buying that, actually. I'm seeing something here that um, isn't being picked up on the moderately good reviews that it's got certainly is um, a much more sculpted sound and definitely away from what made that first album special, apart from her and her voice, uh, which is absolutely spectacular. But it doesn't have that sort of um, the medieval, I don't know where the medieval thing's coming from, but an otherworldly step. This is much more in tune with mainstream songwriting, particularly all mainstream songwriting um the opener blue really brings up a, uh, a very good reference point for me which is that it immediately reminds me of throwing muses or christian hirch uh i was at a, a music festival um about five years ago and i just remember sitting there by my tent and hearing this voice and it was a tiny music festival i was like that's christian hirsch and I got to the, I like walked the hundred meters to the stage, and it was like with twenty people. It was Christian Hirsch from Spring Muses doing plays across my nightgown. I was just like, what the? 
Um, but that comes up. There's a lot of um, strumming, both acoustic and uh, sort of like a a 90s alt-rock guitar tone, which is very appealing, and it's, it made me think of Throwing Muses a few times. Uh, it's a great track, great opening track. Neither of the first two tracks has drums on them, which is um, very interesting, I thought. The second one, Hysteria, the title track, has a more sort of Van Morrison, late 60s Van Morrison sort of strum, a bit more jaunty. And her voice is almost in that sort of Vashti Bunyan, wide-eyed wonder sort of folk mode here. Um, again, it's a, it's quite spare, um, reasonably full sounding, um, but the third song, uh, Pressure in My Chest, is the first that really denotes why I think this album is so much better than it's being given credit for, which is usually like 7 out of 10. Um, the melodies, the immediacy of the very strong melodies that are probably on half of the tracks on this album really elevated it for me. And I think people going and praising more experimental releases sometimes forget about songs. And this one has got really good songs. Um, and it introduces a fuller arrangement with some drums. Um, and the, big, the first really big chorus as well. Um, which is not probably five tracks on this album have absolutely stunning melodic choruses um i think um god is a woman's name as well it's got a kind of intro that kind of pushed me into lana del rey territory i'll say this there's a reason why nfr by lana del rey is one of my favorite albums of the century and it is the melodies on verses uh, bridges and choruses there isn't a finer collection of verses bridges and choruses melody-wise that's been released this century and that is something that this really taps into a good song and these are immediate um pulls you in and it's com it makes it compelling it makes you want to go back to it much more than some of the more experimental releases have done and i listen to whacked out stuff as well um it's another big arrangement uh, like the third track and um her voice is just stunning it really is i don't want to mention every single female singer-songwriter over the last five years just by going through a list of Julia Holter and so on and so on. Um, but she does that Mitski thing really, really well, which is she's got an absolutely skyscraping voice, but she can go from being very conversational up an octave into this sort of stratosphere singing with crystal clear uh, intonation on her vocals as well. <coughs> uh, YG Eli has got a, a much more sort of Paul Simon sort of... Um, finger-picking style on it and um, as with the opening track she double tracks her own vocals to really good effect it, it sort of amps up the throne uses angle um, a couple of not quite as great tracks um, but it's still good um, the track Pluto is a, it's a gentle swaying track still good and um, that driving strum comes back for infinite inf infinity honey um, which has got that sort of the alt rock um, strumming going on it, and her voice carries a melody across the whole album as well. Something that I dispute with the Panda Bear Sonic Boom album. <coughs> I'm looking at the album of the year list; they're terrible this year. I can't believe that album actually made it into someone's list. Um, we then sort of move into the 
heart of the album and a run of absolutely stunning songs. Um, the uh, track eight, uh, Golden Ribbons, has got a real sort of fever dream feel to it. Uh, Walk me through the city of my dreams. <clears throat> I mean, I think on tracks like this, and that's where people have critics have pushed out on, is that she doesn't push it enough. And I could have definitely gone for more intensity on those those areas, particularly on that track. Um, the sparest song on it is great, real at nine. Um, again, completely reliant on her voice, and then it really goes into some huge tracks. Um, Sad is love. Uh, another skyscraping melody. Uh, Let it all unfold. Uh, mantra. A lot of them are, are hung, a lot of the melodies are hung around man mantras. Again, I did get a little bit of um, Angel Olsen. The more it leans into sort of country uh, and a certain kind of mood, um, Angel Olsen did come up. I must admit, I thought this was much better than Angel Olsen's album this year, which I didn't give a great review to. Um, I think I gave it seven out of ten. And um, the title track after that is, just listen to the thir first 30 seconds of Set Your Fire On Me. It is, it is the most urgent and compelling track she's released yet. And I think the title's great. Set Your Fire On Me is such a great phrase as well. Really good track. Uh, the most thrilling track I've heard from her. And um, Hold On is hardly a drop off either. It's great. Um, and uh, Time Gets Eaten is another super strong track. Uh, burbling keyboards, bit Lana-esque. Um, Time Gets Eaten Alive, Love Is A Lie. Always, Love Is Still A Lie as well. Um, and one of the best tracks at the end, Burn. Uh, again, really, really good. A bit more of a jangle. Um, spiders in the Bedroom, recalling her teenage years. So I, people are dismissing this as being too polite and two in the same mood uh, and same uh, soundstage like with the um, I, I, what was the album I heard this year the Alex G album which I didn't give a good review to and has appeared in top 10 lists that doesn't vary much with the arrangements on the whole album this does a lot more I thought um, but people have paid it out for not going far enough being too middle of the road I think the um, the really strong songs, which crop up, you know, every one or two tracks, you get something completely memorable. And I thought that really elevated. Um, there wasn't much downtime, even in between. Um, I thought the um, I thought it was cohesive, particularly through that back run. The final third was just great tune after great tune. Maybe a little bit more than the third. Um, so I thought this was fantastic. I really don't understand why it isn't getting more praise. Um, but in my penultimate review of the year, I'm going to give Indigo Spark from Sydney's second album, Hysteria, a 9 out of 10. 